Hello friends, this is Matt, and this is Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing and making meaning and discovering wisdom through telling better stories. And this, this is not the story I was planning on telling at all. This post did not come together easily. Sometimes they do, but this one sure did not. And this is not the post that I started writing. I actually wrote about the better part of three entire posts before this one, and they all started with clever stories and with humor, but they all seemed out of step with the turmoil and grief and resentment of this moment. So instead, I just decided to double down on something much more honest. This one, I'm afraid, isn't funny at all. It starts with a patient interaction from my work, and I should tell you here that I've remixed or fabricated some of the details to honor this patient's confidentiality. But I don't want you to make the mistake of thinking that this interaction was fake at all, because this happened, the patient's plea, and the work context that I regularly find myself overburdened by is all too real. But I'm hardly the only one who feels that way right now, right? Hardly the only one finding it difficult to keep showing up. That is what this post is all about. This one is entitled Showing Up, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. The patient in front of me tells me he has been having chest pain for the past 10 hours, sore throat, headache, and shortness of breath for the past week. Last night, it was really bad around 2 a.m., he says. I could hardly breathe. His skin looks terrible. He's pale and breathing fast, beads of sweat visible across his forehead. I am standing in front of him at a distance. My eyes alone are barely visible as I am covered in gown and face mask, face shield, and scrub cap. I am stoic and silent between pointed questions, thinking. I am already far beyond this moment. I'm weighing his risk factors. I'm thinking of the fact that we are once again short-staffed, and that each room in the main department is already full. I close the distance between us and reach for his wrist to feel his pulse through my own gloved hand. His heart is racing too fast for me to determine its rhythm. I ask him if he's received any COVID vaccines. He shakes his head. And at the moment I'm holding his wrist, staring at the clock beside him and attempting to count beats, he looks into my eyes and says, I'm just really scared. There's something about it that jars me, wakes me up to his perspective. It feels like a plea to see him for the first time. And I do. Of course he is scared. Of course you are, I reply. But you're in the right place. We'll take care of you. And we do. This is the work I show up for. My work as a nurse in the emergency department and it is as stretched and strained as I have ever seen it. Showing up for work at the height of a pandemic means regularly working short, missing breaks, and increasingly working without some of our most experienced staff, who are no longer picking up extra, or simply decided to transfer to a different hospital floor, a different focus, or even a whole new career. 
These are the days when I find myself in discussions with my peers about what constitutes unsafe practices and patient abandonment. These are the days when even our professional college acknowledges our shared challenges and that our previous standards of care may not always be possible. These are also the days of greatest frustration for everyone. Days of seeing the young and previously healthy gasping for air. These are the days of protests outside of hospitals and downtown health offices. These are days of division and resentment even amongst colleagues. When long friendships are strained or broken because of beliefs around COVID vaccinations or vaccine passports slash immunization records. These are the days when it seems hardest to hang on to your humanity. It is hard to see a hundred patients presenting in the same way and not reduce them to their decisions or disease. And if you are not very careful, your anger and grief can settle into your bones, metastasizing into resentment towards the very person you are there to help. You've doubtlessly read an article, or ten, recently about the widespread nursing shortage. It is real, for all the reasons I mentioned before and more. It is the same stories played out in countless hospitals across health districts, provinces, and even countries. I don't blame a single colleague who has simply had enough. In the midst of a pandemic which has somehow reached on for more than a year and a half and is getting worse, many have abandoned the career that they had previously loved. I'm speaking here about nursing, but there are many of us who are finding it harder than ever to keep showing up in a variety of contexts. There are many of us who are overwhelmed and exhausted, re-establishing boundaries, or quitting altogether. Some of us are quitting our careers. Some of us are quitting people. Some are unfriending or unfollowing acquaintances on social media, and others are ending friendships that had previously survived for years. Some of us are simply too tired to keep having the same arguments. I know how exhausting it is to stay in dialogue when it feels like everyone is shouting. We've never been more willing to draw lines in the sand and say, this far, but no further. And admittedly, the stakes have never been higher. The subject matter that we are disagreeing about is literally life and death. But ultimately, no matter how we justify it, our quitting is a matter of self-preservation. Like the worker who decides they just can't go in for one more shift, we intuitively know that we can't carry every burden of this moment. Between the grief and the anger and the uncertainty, it is all too much to bear. Perhaps, though, this moment feels like too much, simply because it is. We need to learn how to care without carrying the whole weight of the world even when the outcomes are uncertain, even in a pandemic. Recently, I've been comforted and challenged by a popular quote attributed to Rabbi Tarfon. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to desist from it. 
If you have felt overwhelmed by the impossible challenge of this moment, then this truth is for you. And if you have also felt like quitting everything and everyone, this truth is for you as well. This is a truth that frees us as well as binding us. There is a lot of work in this moment. I am not obligated to complete the work. The factors that brought us to this moment are complex and multifaceted. They will not be easily undone by any one of us. I don't have to fix or carry all the bitterness or and resentfulness I see around me, but I do have to guard my heart against it. I don't have to have the perfect measured opinion on every new policy announced or implemented. That is someone else's very good and important work to do. I don't have to attempt to control others through any means necessary. And I don't have to become resentful when they act in a different way than I would choose for them. But neither am I free to abandon the work. It is up to each of us to determine what work is ours to do, our share of the weight. That work we are bound to as it is to us. We don't get to quit that which we are here to do even when we are tired. I am not free to abandon my humanity even in the face of a pandemic. It matters that I am able to see the patient or friend or stranger in front of me with compassion and curiosity as well as sound judgment. It matters that I bring both my heart and my head to my practice. And it matters that I take care of myself so that I can keep coming to a workplace that is strained under the weight of this pandemic. It matters that each of us keeps showing up. Wherever and whenever and however we can, we show up for our work, we show up for ourselves, and we show up for each other. Sometimes all you can do is keep showing up. And sometimes that is enough. Well, friends, that's it. Episode 16 of the Something From Everything podcast, Showing Up. The music at the intro was Memory by the band Creo, and at the end there is Kai and Gal's September, which is appropriate. <laughs> Both are licensed under Creative Commons, non-commercial attribution license, and you can find Creo and Kai and Gal's music at freemusicarchive.org. If you enjoy reading more than listening, well, thanks for listening to me drone on anyway. You can find full written posts as well as links to these podcast audio recordings at somethingfromeverything.com. And while you're there, why not subscribe? I hardly ever email anything out, so I promise I won't fill your email with spam, but I can let you know if there's something exciting that I'm working on. You can interact with this post, and me, of course, by following the Something From Everything podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoy this podcast, and especially if you find value in it, please consider sharing it with someone you think might enjoy it as well. I'm always honored and honestly tickled pink when someone who I've never met has found this podcast. 
And if you happen to be listening on an Apple device, would you take a moment and leave a review of this podcast? It really helps the podcast stand out. And I read all of those reviews too. As always, I appreciate all the feedback, all the shares, all the support. This little podcast is growing slowly but surely, and I'm so thankful for each of you that keeps listening. I hope that you know the work that you are here to do. I hope you have clarity for the struggles you have to stay in and the ones you can leave behind. I hope you have freedom in knowing that you don't have to take everything on, and I hope that you just keep showing up as we all discover our work, choosing something from everything. I'll show up again next month. Hope you do too. Thanks for listening.